those books changed my life completely because it taught me how to think like an investor, like a rich person, and it got me away from poverty mentality. I'm George Markoski, and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello, Freedom Fighters, and welcome to our Thursday Night Live. And I'd like to welcome and Charmaine Adams. How are you, Charmaine? Yeah, really good. Hi, everyone. Hi, Freedom Fighters. It's great to be back here on a Thursday. Yep. We're a little bit early, so I can see um, people are still logging on. While we're logging on, if you can see us, hear us, type in hashtag live. And obviously, if you're watching the replay, type in hashtag replay just so we know that you're watching. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Charmaine. Charmaine's actually been around for a while now because she started off as a client of ours. And now, you know, she started working in the business uh, about a year ago. Yep. Or a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Yep. Yep. And and now Charmaine is one of our property coaches. So congratulations and well done. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. It's exciting to have you on board as a property coach. It's great. And look, the one thing that, um, what I love about our coaches is our coaches are property investors and done it themselves, which Correct. is very, very important. And I think it's important. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that have got lots of questions. And please go ahead because we're going to be we're going to be checking out the questions. But um, you um, found out about positive property through a friend of yours, Belinda. Correct. Uh, through mutual friends. So um, when we purchased our, our first property, we realized that if we needed, if we wanted to be successful in property investing, we really needed to make sure that we had a coach and a mentor. And we looked, looked around, we searched a few areas, a few different uh, companies, but I had to get really clear on what I was looking for. So I had a little um, a little note self so that I wanted a company that had integrity, the runs on the board. Um, you know, a whole list of things that I was looking for in a mentor and in a coach. And um, no one really kind of sat with us. I, I always go with my, my gut instinct. And then um, as the universe would prevail, I actually met Belinda, one of um, our coaches here, through mutual friends. Um, yep. Through that exchange, I mentioned to her our interest in property investing. And sure enough, she's like, well, that's what we do. And that's how I got started. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's awesome. And look, I think um, what a lot of people don't realize, and I, you know, I don't believe in coincidence. No, I don't no, think no. there's such thing as coincidence. And I do really believe, you know, you know, I don't know if you've seen the secret where, you know, they talk about how you manifest your goals and your dreams and all that. And look, I'm not into the airy fairy stuff of just sitting here and manifesting because you need to actually get off your ass and do something. Correct. But, Step one is manifesting. Step two is realizing when you have an opportunity. You know, the funny thing is most people miss the first two biggest opportunities in their life. 98% of people miss the first two biggest opportunities in their lifetime, mm. statistically. And then that then you only got 2% that actually actually end up getting, taking, grabbing hold of that opportunity because they notice it's an opportunity. A lot of people don't realise when they see one. They don't know when they've manifested something or when they need to go and do something and get off their ass. And it's hard because, you know, people need to get out of their comfort zone for one, but also, you know, notice when they're manifesting something. You know, because at the end of the day, I know from a young age, you know, from what young age I really, you know, wanted to create the life that I wanted to. And um, I knew I couldn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, um, I was trying to manifest this whole how am I going to do this, but I had no idea. 
And I was fortunate. I went to a bookstore and I found um, two books, two of my favourite books. One is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Great book. And number two is uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And um, those books changed my life completely. Yeah. Because it taught me how to think like an investor, like a rich person, and it got me away from poverty mentality. Mm-hmm. See, my parents are immigrants. My father grew up after World War II, and their whole way of thinking was very different. You know, their whole way of thinking was go to uni, study, get a job, work really hard, and save. If you've got right. the part, get married and the 2.4 kids. Oh, yeah. yeah you've got that <laughs> and part. the white exactly. picket fence. Right, right. And, and the thing is, like, the point is, that's great for back in the 1940s, early 1900s, when um, just staying alive and being able to feed your family was a, wasn't, was a, what do you call it, something good. Yeah. Times have changed now, right? And the fact of it is you cannot save yourself to wealth. No. No one's ever done it. It's impossible. Because a thing called leverage that you need, you need leverage. Yeah. You need leverage when it comes to your money. You need leverage when it comes to your thinking as in circle of safety and the right mindset of people around you that can push you up and bore you up. Because if you hang out with people that are negative about stuff and people that aren't going to support your goals and your dreams, it's going to be hard for you to rise higher. You know what I mean? Mm. You need people that are going to push you higher. But also, you know, if you're, you know, if you find a book like Think and Grow Rich or Freedom Through Property or Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Take it as a sign and learn it. You know, if you're watching this right now, maybe, you know, I don't believe in coincidence, maybe you were meant to be watching this and this is a wake-up call. You know what I mean? Because at the moment, the property market, if you look at a clock, the 12 clock's the peak, six at the bottom. And at the moment, we're investing in Brisbane, just so you know. And at the moment, Brisbane's gone up to eight o'clock. Still got a bit of time, but it's soon to be over there and then we're going to have to move places. So people need to get in. You know, we've got, you know, it's amazing stuff happening at the moment. Now, I don't know if you remember back in 2014, it's stretching everyone's memory. But anyone, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else in the audience remembers what happened in 2014. But 2014 was the great Australian mining boom. Yes, that's right. And that was amazing. I mean, I know what happened with my property. I bought a property in Perth and it doubled in two years. Went from 220 to 500 in two years. And you might be wondering why we're talking about the mining boom. Well, I'll tell you why I'm talking about the mining boom. Because at the moment, Australia's trade surplus has hit a record. Mm. Right? Now, I don't know if you know what a trade surplus is. No, I don't. I'd like a bit of an insight George. I'm going to give everyone a little bit of um, background. So what happens is, as a country, what happens is we buy stuff from other countries. Like, for example, you go on eBay, buy something, usually comes from China, right? That means we're sending China money. So that's a trade deficit. Then China buys some iron ore, give us money, we get money back. It's a trade positive. So at the end of the year, what happens is you go, okay, how much money, how much money did you spend? It's like a household. See, budgeting um, for a, company, a business or a, or a country is a bit like budgeting for a household, right? So what happens is if you make $2,000 a month and you spend $2,200 a month, you're in a trade deficit. You're losing money every month, right? Right. But if you're earning five thousand a month and only spending two thousand, you're in a trade surplus. Mm. 
Mm. Now, most countries run in a deficit, right? That's just the way it is. But luckily, we live in Australia, which is a lucky country, and we actually run out of surplus. So we're making a profit every every month, right? And especially now because commodity prices have gone up, right? So our trade surplus at the moment has climbed to $12 billion. Wow. Right? That's huge. It is huge. Well, you know, a lot of people talk about how we're having a bit of a war with China, trade war. Well, China's um, increased the amount of money they spend with us over seven. It's climbed seventy-two percent, nearly doubled. Whoa! <laughs> right? Is that amazing? It is amazing. Right, and the thing is, I mean, um, they're hooked on Australian coal because they can't change because it's a different type of grade. So if they change, they're going to have to shut down their power plants, retool everything, change everything before they can use another country's coal. Wow, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so it's not that easy. So, um, And a lot of other countries are willing to step in and buy it anyway if we don't sell it to them. Yeah. So Australia at the moment, we, we are actually the richest country in the world, people-wise, but also now we've got a massive surplus trade of trade, which is amazing. And that money is getting kicked in and going to the mining companies, to the miners, because back in 2014, the, during, the, during the mining boom, Huge commodity demand out of China create the massive payday for our miners, right? Mm-hmm. And that went through everywhere. You know what I mean? It went through tax because they're paying more tax, they're getting paid more money. People going in, mi- in the mining, right? Yep, that's right. And, um, oh, then and then guess what happened? In the end, as it always does, that money found its way into real estate. Yep. And it was a housing boom. And the property price in Perth. The median house price in Perth was only $1,000 per square metre different to the median house price in Sydney. Oh, wow. Right? How amazing is that? That's pretty amazing. Yep. So, you know, I'm going to call this the mining boom (laughs) 2.0. Because currently what's happening is the world can't get enough commodities and can't get enough – there's a big mass – there's a – Right now, the world's in the groove of an epic energy crisis. Mm. That's what they're calling it, right? So our energy prices have just gone through the roof. And for us, because we're a commodity exporter, it's actually fantastic news. So, um, you know, companies like Woodside and Santos, people in Adelaide know about Santos. Santos have made, they've gone up 80%. Their, their profit's gone up 80%. Oh, wow. That's great. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. So it's amazing when you think about it. So there's a huge commodity boom happening at the moment. We've got a massive trade surplus in Australia. Property prices have gone, you know, despite COVID, have gone up. That's right. And now um, what's happening is there's one area where property prices have gone down, and that's – there's certain suburbs that are lower socioeconomic suburbs that haven't done anything, but also inside the capital cities, units have gone down, right? So are you meaning units as in like freestanding units? Because in Melbourne we call units freestanding oh, or no, no, no. as in apartments? Apartments, apartments. Yeah. You just wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, because we're different <laughs> languaging, yes. Correct, yeah. yeah. A bit like when I was in America, you know what I mean? I was in America on a conference and I was there with some Aussies and a couple of Aussies there. 
I don't smoke, but a couple of Aussies, they're like, oh, we're going to go outside and suck on a fag. And in America, that means something very different to what it means oh. in Australia. <laughs> and then, you know, you know, when it comes to thongs, you know, we wear them on our feet. They don't wear them That's on their right. feet. That's <laughs> right. So I just wanted to clarify, are we talking units or apartments? Because in Melbourne, we call um, units apartments. <laughs> yeah, no, no, apartments, apartments. That's what it is. Yeah. So uh, with apartments. But what's happening is, you know, the COVID situation, we've still been locked out from everywhere. Um, business has been bad. And a lot of business has been closed for a long time, but the economy is still roaring ahead like crazy. Now, pretty soon, all our international students are going to be coming back very soon. Yeah, that's right, because the borders are opening up soon. And then all the migration is coming back. And that's going to put pressure on property even more, on top of what it was already. Mm -hmm. So if you think it's been bad, you ain't seen <laughs> nothing yet. Yeah. Right? And especially all those people moving to Queensland at the moment. A lot of families yeah. moving to Queensland. A lot are moving to Queensland. Not just even for the lockdown. But because of all the um, the infrastructure that's happening there and the new job opportunities that are opening up as well. Well, hello. I mean, over there, you know, if you're in, if you're in the building game, if you're into concreting or bricklaying or anything else like that, if you're into building, carpentry, anything, if you go to Queensland, you're going to get paid a lot more money because there's so much competition. You know, mm -hmm. they got to build five billion dollars worth of infrastructure just for the Olympics. You know. What's going to happen, you know, they're going to start building now. They can't wait. Exactly. And between the developers and, and as you saw the conversation we had last week with um, one of the, that big builder in Queensland, I mean, they're paying way more for lots of stuff now. You know? And this, this is the deal. The thing is, you know, I, I really think it's almost like if you were in the 70s, if you had a crystal magic, if you had a magic um, crystal ball machine, and you could go back <laughs> to the seventies, and you could buy property, how many would you buy? Uh, a lot, as many a as lot. I could under my belt. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Prices back then. And I really think it's almost like we've got a DeLorean, and we are back in time when it comes to to Australia's economic future. And I think at the moment it's pretty amazing, and um, it is a bit like Back to the Future. But let's talk about your your investing journey because you've got three properties now. Correct, right? yeah. Yep. And you had one when you started with us. Correct. And then you joined Positive Property and you got yourself a townhouse. Correct, yep. And how long have you had that for? Uh, I've had that townhouse for just over a, a year now. So we settled last year in August and now yep. it's um, we're in October, coming up to November. So, yeah, just over a year. Over a year. And how much did you pay for that? Uh, we paid four nineteen at the time. Four nineteen, and, we'll, and uh, what was the cash flow on that? Sorry, the cash flow. Yeah, uh, cash flow. positively geared one twenty eight a week. Wow, one. So you bought a property and it was making money from day one. Correct. Yeah, we how, were super excited. How, how long did it take you to rent out? Uh, it was with uh, five days. So we had, before we even settled, our property manager already had a list of tenants and um, she had someone um, sign all the, the contracts and details before settlement and moved in five days after settlement. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, it was very and, quick. And the good part is, I mean, five days, you had the property for five days, you rented it, you're making a profit every week. So it's costing you nothing. That's right. And then now it's probably worth 540 or 550. 
Yeah. You've made probably, yes, you've made over $100,000 on an asset that's been paying you every week. Correct. And we had instant equity as well. So when we settled, we already had instant equity, I think, of about twenty or 30000 at the time as well. Yes, yes. Because uh, what happened was, because we're a buyer's group, a lot of times what we'll do is um, if developers have got a bunch of townhouses, we'll get the whole lot and negotiate a deal. And when I negotiated Capalaba, I was like, wow, these are cheap. Yeah. And then, then afterwards, every time people cancel contracts, they'll push, push the prices up. <laughs> yeah. so they were selling for four forty, four fifty. At the same time, anything that we didn't grab, but I tried to grab everything we could for our customers, which I always try to do. Yeah. But, um, but I think um, you know, a lot of times they say you can't have your cake and eat it too, and I feel like with property you can almost. Oh, absolutely! You certainly can. I, I'm a big believer, and you can have your cake and eat it too. So if there's something I want, um, if I have the right mindset and a little bit of manifesting in the in the mix, um, you know, I, I've been able to achieve so much with that 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 mindset and the right the right community and people around you because you do need to have the right support network around you, people that believe in you, that are positive, they're on the same page because it really does make the difference. Absolutely, and I think that's what we're trying to build here at Positive Property, um, at the Australian Property Chat, is a community of like-minded investors where we can support each other. You know what I mean? You know, Whether, whether you're on our program or not, if you're in our free group here, I want to give you as much support as I can. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We can't help everyone anyway. I mean, our, our, our overarching goal and our unstoppable mission is to, you know, empower 10,000 Australians to create wealth through investing in property. But I'd like to impact more than that. You know, I want, you know, you know anyone that doesn't is crazy, you know what I mean? I think they should really do it. Yeah, and it makes a difference because when we bought that property, um, we bought it back in 2020. We're from Melbourne, so we were in the right in the mix of lockdowns. And so, you know, some of our friends and family, they were like telling us, you know, don't buy in property. It's not the right time. Users said the property market's going to crash. You won't be able to get tenants. What if, what if? And I had so many, you know, naysayers. But being part of Positive Property and the, the community there and, you know, obviously, obviously with yourself, George, and my coach, um, uh, Belinda as well, that kept saying, no, this is the right time. We need to look at the numbers and keep matter of fact. And um, look, you know, we had great success from it. If we had listened to the naysayers, we wouldn't be in the position that we are today. Absolutely. And look, um, there's always going to be people saying, don't do it. Correct. From, from a very young age, from when I started my first business to when I bought my first property, I always had a bunch of people around me saying, oh, too risky. Don't start your own business. Yeah. Don't buy your own property and all that. And look, but investing in property has changed my life completely, utterly. Yeah. Like, seriously has. And for the better, right? Uh, because, look, at the end of the day, I mean, I've been off work for two months now. Mm. So I've had a sore neck and I've been lying on my back. And, you know, I've been very fortunate that my properties make me money, whether I'm lying on my back or I'm sitting up and talking, whatever I'm doing, it doesn't make a difference. And it takes the pressure off because surely if I had a nine-to-five job and I didn't have income coming in, that would have been stressful. Mm. But it's not as stressful when you've got that income coming in. That's you know right, I mean? that passive income, the money that you're making while you're sleeping, you're not trading time for dollars. Yep. And I and I and I seriously believe that I would rather make a thousand dollars passive than two thousand active. Yeah. Because the passive money is real money that you don't have to put effort in. That's the money you can spend and blow it and you don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, when you work hard for your money, 
I don't want to spend that money. I want to save that money on investment money. You know what I mean? Seriously. No, it's true. I mean, growing up as a kid, my father all the time, I worked hard for that money, Charmaine. You need to do something really good with it. You know, it's exactly. that little bit. Exactly. And that's the always been my philosophy. I've always, you know, money I've worked hard for, I always want to invest or save it and really do something good with it. Yeah. But the money I get for free out of my investments, they keep coming back every week. I don't care about that money because it doesn't matter. Yeah, really. that's right. It's a good way to be, you know. Which is great. So, um, manifestation. Mm-hmm. Tell me about manifestation. How do people manifest what they want in their life? What do we? What do that people? Do? Yeah, look, in manifestation, it used to be a big, you know, woohoo, airy fairy world, uh, word a lot of people used. But over the last uh, five, ten years, there's been a lot more science to back it, particularly when it comes to quantum mechanics and quantum science, where you know they talk about everything is energy. Our thoughts are energy. Our body is energy. Um, yes. So when it comes to manifestation, it's about putting some kind of an intention, so some kind of a thought, some positive thought or desire that you're wanting to to attract or, um, you know, you've heard of the law of attraction, you know, what you put out there is what you get back. So if, with our first uh, property, I mean, my partner and I, we're big, we're big on manifesting and, yep. um, you know, we started off with, um, you, know, you know, being really clear with what we wanted. We wanted to buy a property. We had a goal. We wanted to buy a property by the end of the year. Uh, we started, you know, we did the right things. Like we didn't make it too airy-fairy. We had like a budget. We had a savings plan. We knew exactly how much. And according to our savings plan, we, we thought, okay, by June of this year, we'll be in a position to buy um, our first property. Um, but unfortunately, life gets in the way and um, budget, budget slide and we get to June and we're like, oh, okay, I'm not really sure if we're going to make it, but we'll stretch it to the to the end of the year. And, uh, you know, we didn't have um, a great deposit, but we had the mindset and the belief that we already had this property. So rather than seeing it as something outside of us, we just kept believing we already had it. Um, we started looking on realestate.com, looking at properties, getting an idea of where we wanted, to, uh, what we wanted to buy, what looked great, areas and so forth. We started going to auctions. We started going to open, you know, house inspections, uh, even though we didn't quite have the right deposit. Um, I mean, I'm, I also meditate. So part of my meditation was I was visualizing the property, visualizing my, um, in, you know, investment. And um, look, when we bought our first property, we we um, fell in love with the, the property and we just had this really positive feeling like this was the right property for us. And uh, we signed the contracts, um, obviously subject to finance, so we were protected, but without having a full deposit to be able to cover uh, the actual um, uh, the cost of the loan. But um, because we'd spent so much time that year really focused on positive thinking, taking action, you know, believing that we had the property, believing we had it a certain time frame, um, that when our push came to shove, I mean, Federico's parents ended up going guarantor on the loan. So we actually got it over, over the line. So we kind of faked it until we made it. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. And it was actually, we got the property on the 29th of December. So we literally had a couple of days before the end of the year. Because at the beginning of the year, we had our goal. And that was by the end of this year, we we're going to have our first property. And we had a couple of days before uh, the end of the year, we actually made that happen. Yep. Wow. Well yeah. done. That's fantastic. That's excellent. Yeah. yeah. And um, look, that, that's uh, pretty inspiring because... Um, I think manifesting and just doing whatever it takes to get your goals is so important. 100%. Yeah, you've got to have the vision. You've got to have the passion. 
you know, you've got to be positive. You know, we could have given up when we didn't have our deposit by June because, you know, we're meant to have a certain amount of savings. But my partner and I were like, no, look, we're just going to keep believing we've already got the money. So we were in the belief system that we already had enough of a deposit, even though our bank statement didn't necessarily reflect that. But we didn't allow that to kind of, you know, um, you know, didn't, we didn't allow it to kind of you know, get us down. We just kept moving forward. Most importantly, though, we were taking action, and that was, you know, going to those um, open house um, inspections, going to auctions. You know, that's all part of building the momentum and being part of that energy and getting, you know, getting that momentum going so that, you know, we had the outcome that we, we desired most. And it was a very similar experience with um, our second property. Because we said that um, by this time next year, we want to have our first investment, uh, we want to have our second investment property. So, you know, when we got to year, the second year, and that's when I um, also became a member of Positive Property, uh, we weren't sure that we were going to be able to do that. And a few people were saying, oh, you won't have enough equity, you can't do it, you only just bought one property, you have to wait a few years before you can buy your second property. Um, but my partner and I were like, no, we were determined that we were going to buy one property every year. That was our goal. Love it. Um, and then sure enough, we had enough capital growth in our first property to be able to purchase our second property, which was uh, Capella Bar. Um, when we signed the contracts for that one, again, uh, we found out that we needed a buffer of about $20,000 because um, we need a little bit more um, on top of our equity. And uh, my partner and I were like, okay, let's make this happen. We didn't know how we were going to get that 20000 but we were prepared to do whatever it took to get it over the line. Um, so we were hustling. Um, and it, it was so funny because um, we found out that Federico had money in um, uh, long service believe um that he was able to draw down and that was the exact amount that we needed to cover the uh, you know the, the the shortfall of um our deposit and we got our second investment property that's amazing yeah that's amazing. it was great yeah wow interesting yeah so look uh, it just shows that if you have intentions the difference it makes you know what i mean if you set it right and i mean they, they did a study about harvard business school and what they did is they studied um, how many people have written goals. And yeah. only 3% of people from Harvard had written goals. Oh, they came, and then they came 20 years later, interviewed them, and they discovered that the 3% that had written goals had more money than all the other 97% put together. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's if it's not written, it's not real. <laughs> yep, yep. And so it's you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love that. Yeah. Yep. So, look, guys, if you've got any other questions for Charmaine, please bring it on. Yeah. Because in 10 minutes, we're going to be going to our um, SHERP session with our yeah. Black Belt members. But, um, yes, so it's interesting about Mining Boom 2.0, which is about to hit us, which should be very That's interesting. Exciting. It is, because the Mining Boom really pushed up prices in Perth, Adelaide, and Brisbane last time. And I think you could do the same thing this time around as well, definitely. I'm just seeing if there's any comments. Mm. So, Hello, Christina. So, um, someone said thanks, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank definitely, you. Definitely. Definitely. So the thing is, my birthday's coming up next month. 
very soon, next week actually. I know you were last uh, it was lockdown for you, wasn't it, George? Still locked down because we're, <laughs> we're masked. We can't have more than ten people inside the house. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Having having um your birthday in jail is not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got a, a question here, George. Which area you have properties now to offer? Yes, good question. Um, unfortunately, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Look, thanks for the question. What we do is at the moment um, with, with, with properties, it's very hard to get properties. We're getting a lot of properties off market. Yeah. So, you know, you know, when you go to your real estate porn, like realestate.com.au and domain, I call that real estate porn because it's not real. It's a lot of the stuff is not real anyway, but two, a lot of it's retail that other people don't want to buy. What we do is we go direct to developers and get direct. And um, we've already got 20 or 30 clients waiting in line. So to get access, then um, you need to do that. Now, I've got a good question, good question here. How did the banks look at your deposit for the second property? In other words... How much deposit did you need and what was the price of the property? Hope that makes sense. Yep. Okay, so um, with our, the second property, um, we actually took out equity from our first property. So the purchase price of our property was $419. Um, we had $170,000 worth of equity in our first property. Um, but by memory, you can only take out 40% of that as equity. You can take 80, actually. Oh, 80%. Up, up to. Up to. Up to 80%. Depending, depending on the bank. Correct. So we drew out, we brought out 40,000 equity out of our, um, our, our first property, which meant that we only had a $20,000 difference that we needed to come up with in cash to be able to get the second property. And you did it, which is great. And now, you, and, and now you've got your third property. Correct. Because what happens is, the, the deal is, what happens is, the hardest thing you can do, seriously, is buying an owner-occupier because you're not getting any help and it's negative. But your first property, whether it's owner-occupier or, or investment, is the hardest one. Yeah. Really hard because you've got to either get your parents to go down and tour or get a deposit or sell some toys or get a personal loan. I know people that have gotten a personal loan then use that personal loan as a deposit. Yeah, I've heard the same thing, yeah. Right. It, it, some people do whatever it takes just to get a foot in the door because once the foot's in the door, that's when it starts getting easier because you start to have leverage that you can work with. That's right. And if you do it right, if you buy in the right area, you're going to get capital growth, which is great. But Correct. then you structure it right. And this is the key. So as you heard, Charmaine's property was making $120 a week. Yeah. Now, that was because... One, we chose the right property, but two, we structured it the right way. We call this positive cash flow property, but it's not positive gearing. No. Bad. See, yeah, see, the deal is, you know, most people have heard of positive, positive gearing and people have heard of negative gearing. Mm. And negative gearing sucks because you lose money every week. And if you, you can't make a profit by losing money every week. Trust no. me, you just can't do it. And you're not safe because you haven't got that cash flow to keep you safe. That's right. But positive gearing is no good either because if you're getting a positive return, that means that the property is not worth a lot of money and many people aren't willing to bid more money to get it. Mm. And because of that, you're not going to get capital growth. You need a little bit of both. 
That's right. You need positive cash flow, negative gearing, so you get high growth and positive cash flow at the same time. That's right. That's exactly what you did. That's why you can really go further because now you've got three properties that are all going up. Correct. The property market is a bit like a harbour. Imagine a harbour, right? And there's high tide and low tide. So if you've got a if you've got a boat in a harbour and high tide comes, what happens to your boat? It rises, right? Ooh. <laughs> you've got three boats, what's gonna happen? <laughs> it's gonna go. So the more properties you've got, the more boats you've got in that harbour, when when the high tide comes, the better. Correct. And, and I mean and that's the benefit of buying in the high growth areas. Because we bought in a in a high growth area, we've got enough equity in our second property again to continue to buy a property every year. That's right, and that's the beauty of it because what you do is you go to a harbour where there hasn't been a high tide recently because you know it's going to come. You don't yeah. want to go to a harbour there's already been a high tide. A lot of people are like, oh, let's go buy in Melbourne or Sydney. It's already high tide. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, already you know, up. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we've got another interesting comment here saying, next week I'm meeting David. Uh, this is Julianne. Hello, yeah, Julianne. Hi, Julianne. The next step, I can't wait because everyone is leaving Melbourne to Queensland. I don't. I want to buy my first investment ASAP. High five. Awesome work, Julianne. And I'm sure I think you're her coach, Charmaine. Yes, yes, I am. I am coaching now, uh, Julianne. So we've got a borrowing capacity, and we're in the process of uh, looking for you, Julianne. So. Um, once I find something, I'll let you know. When George finds you something, I'll let you know. Yes. Now that I'm feeling better, it's going to get better. But I'm going to go out there and fight these developers every week. <laughs> they don't want to give me their properties, right? <laughs> They're all trying to keep them. But we are finding some stuff. And, you know, because I know a lot of developers, sometimes developers will be going, um, you know, maybe going through a divorce or going through some sort of crisis and they want to get rid of property quietly. They'll yeah. come up to us and say, George, here's these properties. Take them off our hands and we'll just take them, which is great. You know, which is excellent. Thanks. So exciting. It is very exciting. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So um, there you go. So that's the show for tonight. Now, I forgot to talk about my birthday again. I'm going to talk yes. about So what I'm doing, guys, is this what I'm doing. I'm doing a special. If you're watching this now, I'm going to be giving away five scholarships in November. Wow, that's exciting. Tell Next. us more, George. Hey. Tell us more yeah. about these scholarships. <laughs> well, what I, well my, my overarching goal, our goal as a company, as a team, is to empower 10,000 Australians to create wealth through investing in properties in my costing method. That's right. right. And now, this is not there. These scholarships aren't for the super rich, right? So if you're earning $300,000, $400,000 a year, you're not going to qualify for this scholarship. <laughs> but... What I want to do is I want to help those people that are borderline, mm. you know, people that aren't sure if they can afford, if they've got enough deposit, if they can afford it, younger people still living with their parents who got parents who want to go guarantor, you know, people like that, I want to give a helping hand. And what I'm doing is I'm giving away five of these scholarships. So what it's going to be, it's going to be a massive saving. I'm not going to do it for free because otherwise they're not going to pay attention, but it's going to be practically for free. I'm practically giving them away. So I'm going to be giving away thousands of dollars worth. Now, I'm going to be giving away probably around $50,000 worth of scholarships over the next um, next month. Fantastic. So if anyone's interested in talking to one of our team about a scholarship, type in hashtag. Wealth call. 
Wealth Corp. There you go. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I, wouldn't know, I, wouldn't even to, I wouldn't even know how to spell that. <laughs> Too hard to spell, George. If it's just hashtag Wealth Corp. Yeah, so guys, if you're, if you're watching on Facebook, type in hashtag Wealth Corp. Uh, look, even if you're a member of Positive Property and you think of um, you know, relative, a family member that wants to take advantage of scholarship, let me know because yeah. I really want to get five people that are borderline and in 12 months' time help them be successful investors in property and I want to do a case study. I want to record their journey. Oh, I want to get a film crew to record their journey to give other people inspiration that this can be done. You know, yeah. we, we've had, you know, we've had so many people that have joined our program and some people with zero deposit that now have got three or four properties, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. You know, one guy, he's got over a million dollars worth of property now and he started with zero deposit, you know. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting, those sort of stories. Yeah, and I look- mean, I've got a client that I'm coaching and she'd gone to over eight different uh, mortgage managers, couldn't get um, lending and we've been able to get her lending. It's just been amazing. It's really changed her life. Chris said, love it. I'll get my cousins on board. Absolutely. We, I, want to give, I really want to give away the scholarships because I'm, from now on, I'm going to be doing this every year. I'm only giving away five. Yeah. That's it. And if, once I hit five, that's all because I can't give all my stuff away from free. No. But every November for the rest of this company's history, I'm going to be giving away five scholarships. That's my promise. All right. So get in there, everyone. Hashtag wealth call if you're interested. Yep, hashtag wealth call. If you're on the if you're on the podcast, if you listen to us on the podcast, you're gonna to have to come to Facebook and type in Australian Property Chat or Positive Property and find us there and just um, post there, do a comment, and we'll be able to find you. Yeah, that's but otherwise, right. but otherwise, you know, that's what I'm doing, and I'm gonna be doing it every year. What we're doing, I mean, this year also, we're building um, a school in Cambodia, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I love this. and. So yeah, when it comes to building, schooling, or scholarships, we want to be we want to be the company that does give because at the end of the day, I think our overarching goal is to build a better world. Correct, it's one of our values as a company. That's right. No, no November. George November. <laughs> Chris, you're hilarious. I'll have to get that uh, on a bumper sticker for you, George. I love it. George, jo- Jovember, Jovember, Yes, that's right. I mean, I've already got a mo. I'm not going to shave <laughs> off the rest, though. <laughs> so there you go. So that's what we're doing November's from now on. Um, I'd like to just thank everyone for coming and watching us. Yeah. It's been great. Now we're going to be going off and joining our team in the Sherp. Yeah. What we do. What we do for all our members, people that join our program, is we have weekly calls where we coach them and get them onto the next step of their investing journey, step by step. And the, call, the reason we call it SHERP is because when you're buying investment property or building a multi-million dollar investment property portfolio, you're climbing Mount Everest. It feels that way sometimes. And, you know what? And, and if you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to climb Mount Everest, you might be able to slip down and die or run out of oxygen or whatever. But if you've got the SHERPA, and we're the Sherpas. Do I carry you. your load? Try we carry your load and help and we give you a hand we up. Encourage you, you can do it. That's right. We don't we don't carry you up there. We help you do it yourself, but we right. encourage you and get you up there. And that's the key, right? And we give you the right team around you. And that's what it's all about. And um, I really think it's exciting that yeah. you can get yourself, you know, a Sherp and do that. So that's what's happening, guys. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, next week I'm gonna be having a very interesting birthday sort of session 
And I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be giving people an example of what, you know, imagine if you had a borrowing capacity of like 800,000. I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios of what you can do with it and how you can make millions of dollars out of it. Oh, fantastic. That's what I'm going to do. So it's going to be very interesting. I'm going to go through some real-life examples and I'm going to be drawing and showing you how to do this. So, guys, thank you so much. Remember, we're here every Thursday night at 6.05 Australian Central Time, 6.35 Australian Eastern Standard Time. Correct. Um, we're going to go join our ship. Thank you, Charmaine, so much. I'll thank see you Thank you so much. See everybody. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated, to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, and provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.